Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award-winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool-contours.com. That's cool-contours.com. As ranked by Allergen in June 2021, cool sculpting leaves FDA clear to treat visible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good evening and welcome to the Cocoa Express Show for Wednesday, uh, the 18th of March, 2015. I am so glad to be here. And I don't know, many of you know, you know, based on the conversations I've had with you, that I love, 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 love music. But there are certain songs that kind of stick with me as time goes on, and, and there are certain songs that have special significance to me. And when... I'm given the opportunity to kind of sit back and have the opportunity to completely tell someone how much I admire their work. I'm going to jump on it. And this evening just happens to be one of those opportunities. I have been a fan of Surface for a long time. And many of the songs that um the group would perform with songs that I held really close to my heart and have special meaning to me. And the, the words, you know, um, you know, only you can make me happy. Um, closer than friends, shower me with your love. You know, don't take it personal. Ain't nothing going on between. That wasn't done by service. Those two, they were not done by service. But those are songs that are really, they really made an impact on me at that time. And this evening, we have with us the amazing David Pick Conley. And his talent is so boundless and amazing. I mean, it's just something that I would rather him tell you about his career and what goes on. And and we're going to listen to his music. We're just going to have a good time with him because this is an amazing opportunity. I'm so glad I have it. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you David Pick Conley. Well, hello, you guys. How you guys doing? And wow, that was a beautiful intro as well. Well, you know, I've never been alone doing this music, though, so I want to, you know, make sure that everybody's clear on that. You know, the uh, the three of us, Bernard Jackson, David Townsend, and myself, you know, we created something back in the day that was able to survive us even now. And that's a beautiful thing, and I'm glad that we were able to be a part of that. And a part of your life, too, you know, how much you enjoy our music. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I mean, I... I mean, I can sit here and, and just listen. Well, I kind of listened to one song so much this evening, I'm not going to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that was I'm scared to ask which one it is. <laughs> Closer Than Friends. Okay, that um, one. One of my favorites as well. 
Okay. That's I'm like, it's gorgeous. It is. It's amazing. And, you know, I want to ask you, where do you all come up with the, the, the lyrics? Because they're just, I mean, deep. Well, since you picked that particular one, that was uh, Bernard Jackson, and that was his story. You know, and um, I can't tell you where he got it from, but boy, when he bought it and put it on that music like that, wow. (laughs) You know, that particular song, uh, there's some elements in that song that I always felt was just like the perfect surface song in that. As vast as Bernard's voice was, that particular song fit his voice like a like a designer glove and the lyrics and the music and everything together as a whole, it just had every, it had the balance of everything that we've ever tried to accomplish and people are still loving it even today. You know, I just oh. love the way his the texture of his voice sounds against those beautiful words that you enjoy and those wonderful melodies. And of course the music that me and Dave put down on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. It was a, it was a lot of fun. And you know, it's quite apparent that it was a lot of fun because it, the song was such a success. And, I mean, like I said, to this day, I'll sit there and I will listen to the lyrics of that song over and over and over and over again. And one of the other amazing things that I didn't know was that your musical ability didn't just sit with writing and producing. Is that my segue? That's you. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, um, I'm not sure where you're going with this, uh, but I, I started out as an actual artist when mm-hmm. I was in high school and, and elementary school. I always could draw pretty good. But what was happening to me physically was I had an eye disease from birth that was eventually going to take my sight away, which it did as of now. You know, uh, currently I am blind. So what happened was with my music it kind of came in when the artwork was fading away. So mm-hmm. it was almost like this blessing came in where, don't worry, I got your creative powers. You know, it might not be what you've grown up with, but it's going to be a new grown-up era, and it just happened to be music. And it came by way of the flute. So in the beginning, you know, of course, I started out as a musician. I started out playing flute, and then I moved on to sax and percussion. And I joined other bands, of course, you know, before we actually got a chance to to, uh, to experience what we did with Surface. So in the beginning, as a musician, you know, we would be playing stuff like Earth, Wind, and Fire and Mandrill, and I eventually got an opportunity to join Mandrill as a tenor sax player. So uh, I, I toured with Mandrill for a while, and David Townsend joined the Isley Brothers, and he's one of the other members of the group. And we were both out on the road at the same time. And one, one time when we came off the road together, we decided that we'd write a song together. And we wrote a song called Falling in Love. And um, once that song, we wrote the song, we had found a young lady named Karen Copeland. And she sang the demo, and she actually ended up singing the song. And we got signed by Ken Carey at South Soul Records with that song. And the group name was called Surface. So that was like the beginning and then it morphed into um, writing with Bernard. We got a, 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 a staff writer's deal with Screen Gems EMI. And we were actually staff writers before we were artists on Columbia. Hmm. And we had an opportunity to write for groups like Sister Sledge, 
with Nile Rodgers. He produced a song that we wrote called You're Fine. We wrote for New Edition. We did a song called Let's Be Friends. We wrote for Gwen Guthrie, Ain't Nothing Going On But The Rent, Outside In The Rain, Stop Holding It Back, and many more. I'd have to really think about all the songs we did with her. And Isaac Hayes, and it kept snowballing. And eventually, as writers, we, we were able to tap into our record deal. So it was a sort of a, a ladder for mm-hmm. us. Um, but on the other side of what we did with Surface, uh, I mentioned some other people that we had worked with. You mentioned earlier, Don't Take It Personal, which was interesting because we did a song called You Are My Everything with Surface. And uh, Dave Townsend and I also wrote a song for Jermaine Jackson called Don't Take It Personal. And we produced it on them. And You Are My Everything went number one on the R&B charts. Don't Take It Personal went number two. And mm-hmm. then a couple of weeks later, Don't Take It Personal went number one. And You Are My Everything went number two. And I was like, whoa. You know, I mean, you know, for a little guy growing up in East Orange, all of a sudden having a number one and two spot. I mean, that was pretty incredible for us. And it certainly was a dream come true. But at the same time, as your audiences are trying to figure out where their niche is and how they're going to progress in music business, we did it maybe through the back door. We were writers first, if that's what you want to call it. Bernard was always an artist. He was Mm -hmm. always on stage. Me and Dave, we were always kind of like behind the scenes. You know, we were in bands, but we weren't like upfront cats or nothing like that, you know. And we mm-hmm. certainly weren't polished writers or anything. I think that all came as a trio. And and uh, and we didn't even know that we were even writing songs that were going to outlive us. We just were doing it, and people just were starting to like it, and then it's like it enough to gave us a, a writer's deal. And and it's called what what is now known as a publisher's deal. Okay. And a publisher's deal is you write songs. You know, basically, I don't endorse the deals, but basically they just give you money against future earnings on songs that they might be able to place on other artists. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got started, you know, as uh, writers for uh, other artists. And it kind of snowballed into our record deal. Oh. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> It was scary for a long time, you know, it's, you know, and you know, you're out Imagine. there doing what you're doing and loving the music and then finding out that, you know what, you could kind of make some money in this thing. Whereas in the beginning, it was all about the love of the music. Mm-hmm. So after we found out that we could make money at it, of course, we started digging in a little harder and started going back and retracing what we've done before. You know, people have called it the sophomore jinx. You know, we did a successful first album where we introduced songs like Let's Try Again, Lately, and Only You Can Make Me Happy. Mm-hmm. Which that particular song really saved us, to tell you the truth, because uh, nobody was paying us any mind when we lost with Let's Try Again. Mm-hmm. And nobody was picking it up. It didn't go high in the charts. It was kind of went unnoticed. And then all of a sudden, you know, Happy came in, and we got a little bit of notice, and it picked us up. So when we got to the second album, we didn't really know about a sophomore jinx or anything like that. But what happened on the second album, aside from doing songs like that, you kind of really kind of reminisce with uh, You Are My Everything and Closer Than Friends, 
Bernard Jackson came in with a song that he had wrote for some other girls. For Tony Orlando and Dawn. And he was like, Pick, I want you to hear this song I wrote for Dawn. And when he played me this song, it was showing me with your love. Mm. And I was like, whoa. I'm like, dude, I have never heard no song like this before in my life. I said, we have to do that song. You can't give it to them. I said, show it, play it for Dave. So he played it for Dave, you know, when I wasn't around. He played it for Dave. And and he told me Dave had the same exact thing to say about that particular song. Mm -hmm. So that song came in and forget about what they call a, a sophomore jinx. Bernard brought something to us that we didn't have before, and it was like a pop-edge song, that R&B pop, adult contemporary, something for all ages, all colors. You know, that was another new phase for us. You know, because we thought we were just regular R&B cash. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden now we're sitting with a number five pop song, you know, and up there with Janet Jackson and all the heavy hitters, you know what I mean? Like, whoa. So that was a big thing on the second album for us to even be able to achieve something like that. And as a result, uh, with the songs that we had mentioned, it pushed that particular album to platinum. And um, so that was another level for us. Uh, but the, the level came in the song okay so when we talk about music and we talk about great artists I don't care if we're talking about Marvin Gaye Aretha Franklin Donnell Jones or New Edition whoever we're talking about the song is what brings the people closer to the group so without that song you know we probably would have went gold because we went gold on Closer Than Friends Right? But mm -hmm. we reached more people when we had a song that more people could enjoy. So we didn't really even know that we could do that. But it, but when I heard the song as a demo, I'm listening to a, a song. That I said, man, I think everybody will like this song. And it was true when we put that song out. 20 years later, people are still talking about that song. And everywhere I go, that's a celebrated song. And it's nothing like having something that you did 20 years ago. I'm not, I'm not really counting the time right, but uh, it was 1989. Yes, I and know. That song was released. <laughs> so I guess I'm feeling a little bit ancient. <laughs> you shouldn't. You should not feel ancient at all. I'm kind of teasing. I'm really teasing. When you look at the numbers, uh, you know, I still feel like it was yesterday. I mean, when I tell a story, I remember like it was yesterday. You know, so time has a funny thing with me where it kind of folds into like yesterday, today, years ago. It's all the same for me, you know, but it's it's the music that's been keeping us alive. It's the music that makes life mean something to me. Without it, I can't tell you how much life would mean to me. So people say, you're still doing your thing. You're still doing, of course. I mean, without it, I guess I don't live. It's that kind of world for me that, that I that I got into. And, of course, you know, with the people that are around me, a lot of them feel the same way about it. You know, if we don't make another dollar in the business, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing what I love to do. Do you feel that it's the world that got into you or is what you gave the world? Did you say if, uh, date the world? No, what you gave the world, gave to the world. Okay, so, well, I'm sorry. Um, 
I said, do you feel as if it's what the, you know, the music came to you or is it the music that you gave to the world? Because I believe that God gives us these gifts and talents that we have to share. We ought to share it. And right. Is it that? I believe that that may be the case with you. I'm not sure. I'm asking. Well, you know what it is? To me, it's almost like God gave us these songs some kind of way because sometimes if I write a song, I can't even repeat it. You know what I mean? So it's like, how did that, where did that thing come from? So the first starts with that, but then the second time is an opportunity for people to hear what you did and respond to it. Mm-hmm. That right there is the difference between what we might consider a hit song in somebody's room mm-hmm. to a hit song over airwaves, no matter which airwaves, Internet airwaves. FM airways, AM airways, TV airways, for people to actually experience it and then talk about their experiences through that music, it becomes which one which one really was first, or or what did what was God's purpose in this, or whatever. The way I view it, I can't answer how I got this talent. I know that there's a higher being for me and looking out for me and, and and cycling through things through me and cycling things through my friends and and, and co-writers and co-producers and, and whoever they are. You know, when we get around each other, things start to happen. I don't know what that is. But when it comes up and then you have a product at the end of the day where people can talk about it years later, I don't know what that is. But I could tell you that there's no there's no bigger feeling than to have something that reaches somebody and gives them a positive feeling after they've experienced it and you had something to do with it. You know what that's to called? To me, that's a big gift. You know what that's called, right? There's a, a definition. It's called a blessing to us. Oh, <laughs> man. It's a blessing for me is what I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. But it's also a blessing the to feeling. us as well. Yeah, it is. But uh, the way I look at it is like, man, I did that. When people tell me stories about what I did, I'm almost like profoundly like scratching my head. I'm like, wow, I didn't know I could reach people like that or anything that I've done. And so when I hear it, you know, everybody comes in like, you know, you're a legend, you're this, you're that. I mean, I never look at myself like that. I'm sorry, I don't, you know. But at the same time, I've had some opportunities is what we're really talking about. Some opportunities to not only create something, but to have a vehicle to be a at that time, Sony Music, have a mm-hmm. vehicle to express that with other people all over the world. And now we have the Internet, and we have a new time, and I'm hoping to be able to do that again with our new music through the Internet and other yeah. outlets, even if it's you telling somebody else or me telling somebody by word of mouth. You know, if I reach one person that likes what we're doing right now, we've achieved something. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting for me when I speak with with you and and others who have achieved success. um, And, you know, decades ago, when I talk to them and listen to them and see that they're still moving and, and grinding and doing their thing, I really begin to understand that it's not... It's going to sound weird. It's not you doing. It's the it's what's inside you that's moving you forward. Yes, that it's, spirit. <laughs> yes, that spirit. <laughs> yes, that moves you. And 
I mean, I have to say, because my mom used to always say, you know, she goes, you know, God gives us gifts and talents. And just because you have this gift and talent and you're using it in one place, that's not the only place he wants you to use it. He wants you to share it with everybody. And he may switch it up on you without you knowing it just so that you would be able to reach more people. Exactly. Because you know what, to tell you the truth, when we went pop, it was a super good thing for the group. But guess mm-hmm. what? There was people calling us sellouts, too. Mm, really? You know, it wasn't all just like loveliness. You know, you got your haters. They existed all the time. You know, they hide behind rocks no matter what time period <laughs> it is. You know, it's like, oh, them boys are sold out. You know, now they selling the white boys. Well, wait a minute. It's It's us. You know, it's Bernard who came up with the song, and we we did it together, and and this is what it's. We're still the same OGs. What? How did we? We didn't turn white on you. We're reaching more people. You should be happy for us because but more music, people are enjoying what we're doing. Yeah, music is colorful. Music doesn't have a color to it or anything. Good music, it, it transcends. It transcends time, yeah. race, space, everything. You bet. And it's even proven more now because the collaborations is what I had mentioned earlier, um, like a collaboration between Kanye West, Rihanna, and Paul McCartney. I mean, come on. If that's not ageless, timeless, colorless, anybody can get together and, and stretch themselves out these days, pick their partners these days, pick their audience these days. And really just enjoy their craft and hope that you can reach somebody through this big wide world that we that we live in, which is closer to us now via the internet. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Now we're so busy talking and everything in the background. I'm just going to start playing some of your music so people can just hear it as we continue our dialogue. Because okay. I mean, your music is good. It's really good, and I'm just I'm happy to be here with you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here too. Thank you. Oh, you snuck that one in on us. Okay. Yes. <laughs> now, now, this particular version was from my Bird of Paradise jazz record. Okay. And that voice that you hear and singing right there, you might remember that voice from the platinum group Blackstreet. Levi Little is his name. Oh, really? And he sang, and he sang Joy. Remember the song Joy? Yes, yes. That's him. That's him right there. I'm going to pump it up a little bit so we can get him. So happy. I never thought that I'd find someone like you. No, I feel hypnotized with the things you
Now tell me. Uh huh. This is oh wait I I I didn't I want everyone <laughs> to hear your amazing flute playing. Well, thank you. You're welcome. It's one of my favorite instruments. <laughs> version to play. I'm, 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 I'll say I'm impressed. I, I kind of like that one, too. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I like to do things different. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yes. Now, when you collaborate with other artists, I mean, do you find it enjoyable? I mean, it's like you're, you recreate your baby over again, so to speak. Yeah, because you know what they bring something else. <clears throat> they bring something else to it. Mm-hmm. Like in the case of Levi doing that particular song, um, I, when I had played it for Bernard, I said, "Bernard, what do you think?" He said, "Yeah, I like it." He said, "Real nice flute work," but he didn't mention anything about uh, about Levi. But he has a certain statement to make on it. Levi mm-hmm. had a certain statement to make on it as well. Um, me not being the lead vocalist on it on the original version, I can kind of step back and say. Hey, I enjoyed both of them. Of course, I'm a little bit more partial to the original, of course. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was like almost like another painting that Levi helped to construct. You know, and he looked at it in a different way, you know, almost like a Marvin Gaye style towards the end, you know, with his ad-libs and stuff, you know. And with other artists, the same thing, because um, even with Don't Take It Personal, Don't Take It Personal <clears throat> could have easily been a, a surface song. And... um but we chose not to do it for for certain reasons and, and eventually ended up doing it on Jermaine. Okay. And, but it had a similar sound to it. But they, they always, artists, if they're real artists, which is I've been fortunate to work with real artists, they always are going to bring their own flavor to no matter what you have. And in, as a result, it becomes theirs. Okay. I wanted to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How do you make your flutes sing? By listening to singers? <laughs> really? <laughs> of course. You make it sing. I mean, it has a voice. Um, 
it's not a sound, it's a voice. It like it's I guess it sings to me when I listen to it. I'm sitting here going, It's singing. It's not it's it's doing more than, than it it is designed to do. Well, I've been working with singers almost like all my professional life. So although it's been different for me as a singer because I'm such you know, I'm a background singer. I really relate to lead singers and how they how they sing and how they what they use for their their phrasing. Mm-hmm. I have to open the door. And um, so I try to to replicate that on the flute. It's easier on a saxophone because you mm-hmm. have a lot more bending with the reed. But with the flute, I try to go after the real sweeter sounds and try to breathe like singers take a certain. Um, breaths in certain areas like a singer would do. And mm-hmm. above all, stay kind of simple, you know, so that okay. as you're doing these, because these, you got to think, there's some singers that will sing loops around melodies, you know, like the Charlie Wilsons, the Aretha Franklins. You know, they can they can do that, but I tend to, uh, I tend to like more of the, um, I tend to like more um Simpler melodies mm-hmm. for myself. Okay. Now yeah. there was a um, space bone. I that was such a unique song. I mean, for me, I was like, this is just so. It was just so unique to me, and I I really love it. I'm playing it now. Okay. <laughs> space bone, written by myself and Martin uh, Bloxon down in Virginia. Okay. We laughed all through that thing, too, because the whole idea of it. (laughs) But we didn't put any lyrics on it, so it's up to you to figure it out.
thank you again, I have to tell you. Thank you. Now, I've never, ever heard anybody talk about that song ever, just the first time. Really? The Why not? Time. This is some. Well, I mean, I think this, I didn't reach. I didn't reach people with that album. I just didn't know how to promote a jazz record. It was mm-hmm. my first time out. I kind of thought maybe my name would have pushed it out a little bit, which it didn't. Mm-hmm. So shame on me for thinking too hard. And also, I just kind of <laughs> wanted to let people know that I can really play the flute, and it was my favorite instrument, as well as you know, writing and producing for other people. I, I still wanted to let people know that I am a flute player. And um, so I did that record. I did another one as well, but um, I don't really kind of know how to really push into an instrumental world. I think inside of my head, there's just too many vocals in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just too too much of an R&B head, I think. The jazz world is fun and it's cool, whatever. But even me, I still got to hear words, to tell you the truth. Okay. I got to hear singing. I, I love singing. Okay, but it's a it's a lovely, lovely. I really like it. I, I really do. Well, I'm so I'm so glad you do because actually now, if you notice, there's two flutes in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lower flute, and then there's a higher flute. And the lower flute was meant to be like the the man mm-hmm. type of guy holding that meant one steady melody, and then the other flute was like the dancing girl. Mm-hmm. And so they were just kind of dancing through space, you know. That's kind of the way I was looking at it, you know. Interesting you would say that because it would be a a great jazz dance piece. I can kind of see that. I could see that right away. I could definitely see that. Yeah. It was kind of almost like, a, um, you know, brought, brought to life like that because it was mm-hmm. pictorial, pictorial, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you know when it was when it was conceived, you know. Okay. And Martin always conceives things from some kind of place. He'll just start playing stuff, and then I'll start reacting to what he's playing, and then we'll end up turning it into something like that. So it's kind of almost putting puzzles together. Mm-hmm. And he looks at it as fun and games. He totally, you know, he's a Berkeley school guy. He knows a lot about different music, so he'll just throw something at you and see if you catch it. And if you do, he'll he'll augment it, you know, and then we'll start building it from there. But it's it's uh it's kind of easy for him. That must be so much fun! What a great collaboration of of yeah, talent. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's excellent. Now, you did you have a new album coming out, or it's out already? It's not out yet. Uh oh. But the anticipation is nice. <laughs> yeah, but we definitely have a new record coming out. It's called Surface Resurface is the name of the, of the album. Mm-hmm. And it's not a comeback. It's a resurface, I like to say. <laughs> All right. And our first single is called, it's called We Can Fly. It's going to be our first single. And we are right at the edge of getting ready to start letting it out right now. So okay. stay tuned. And oh, keep your ears definitely. open, and we really, really hope you like where we're coming from. Okay. On well, you're on my radar now, so, you know, you're not getting off my radar. I know, Now that I know who you are, who you are, you're staying on my radar. <laughs> well, that's so awesome. I love being who I am, who I am. <laughs> 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 With you, for sure. 
Well, when I say because that. Because that means you, people I, that you know are going to listen to what I do, and that's a beautiful thing. There's the collaboration right there. Yes, because now that I know that you've written some of the songs and, you know, you have helped write some of the songs that I hold dear to my heart, oh, you're staying close. <laughs> well, I hope you feel that way when you hear We Can Fly. And and I will tell you that um, the lyrics on this album, we still stuck to really being true to what love is really about, whether it's between a guy and a girl or just life in general. Mm-hmm. And we love the fact that you can cherish your 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 um a. We love the fact that you can cherish your partner as much as anything else. So we we like to keep all that stuff really in the music, you know. And we're still trying to keep some positive stories and positive vibes and and a lot of love. And we're still trying to do that same thing. It's just a different time period now, mm-hmm. and um, and we just. Hope that you know, and we have John Fever now, who was a new uh, lead, our new lead vocalist, and he's mm-hmm. from New Jersey, and we're hoping that you love his flavor as well. Okay. Very oh. very close to what we've always been, but I just want you to make sure that you guys know that, and and if you like us, follow us, and uh, be a part of what we're trying to do. Okay, so how can we follow you? You can follow us on the on the website surfaceresurface dot com, all lowercase, all one word. That's mm-hmm. surfaceresurface dot com. Okay. You can follow us on our Facebook fan page, which is Resurface, um, and you can follow me on my my Facebook page, David Pick Conley. And for those of you don't, that don't know the spelling, just don't put a K in there. It's just P I C C. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And, okay. And um, and and follow us around and 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 uh, hope you like the new single. Oh, I'm sure I will because you you do great stuff. <laughs> How could you not like well, it? I just do the best we can do. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? And and and, 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 and we're not an island. You know, it's it's a team. You know that we're a part of, and I respect the team. You know, mm-hmm. regardless of whether who did what. You know, at the end of the day, we have a collaboration that really works. And and we really enjoy doing it. And, and it's a lot of fun and it's positive. And, and I think we need some of that out here. Yes, you're absolutely correct with that because music has, um, it's taken a turn. And some of it, I have to say, is not always a happy turn. But we still have hope. I still have hope. And we still have people like you and your team out there making it happen again. So you're bringing it back. You're bringing back the love and and all the good vibes. Bringing it back, bringing it back. That's right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And we're going to have some fun doing it, too. Oh, good, because I'm ready, okay? I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm really ready. Get get the listeners ready, because we're going to be coming out there. You know, we want to hit this whole country with this one. Okay. So. Yeah, we really want to. We want to really come out and just do it. You know, we want to come everywhere. Okay. And that just is, spread that love. That's good to know because I'll be, I'll be, I'll be listening and I'll be keeping my ears open and I'll be looking for opportunities to make sure people know that you're out there doing it again. Well, you don't forget you can always get in touch with us through Angela Ellaby, who is doing a great job as our publicist. Yes. You know what I mean? he, so. He, 
you know, I gotta, I gotta send my props out to him. Yes, he he is an amazing, amazing man, and I am so grateful for him as well because he brings to me these amazing opportunities like we're having right now. Great, great, yes, cool. Yes, well, I mean, it's been really a. It's been an honor having you on the show. The conversation has been great. I would love to have you back again so we can continue the dialogue and talk about all the new things that you're going to be bringing out and bringing forth and, and, and sharing with us. So whenever you're ready to well, come back, just say, just, just say the word. I'm ready. It's going to be a pleasure. And it's, it's a pleasure even being here now sharing my, my, my little bit of history with you guys and Hope mm-hmm. that you guys can learn something from the past as well as enjoy some new things that we'll bring into the present and the future. Yes. Yes, indeed. And thank you. And you have a good one. And like I said, my eyes and ears are open now, and I'm going to be watching. God bless you. You all take care. You Love too. You thank all. you. Okay. Bye-bye. You Bye-bye. Everyone, that was the amazing David Pick Conley, and he has brought to us some wonderful songs of the past. And guess what? He's still doing it, and he's got more coming out in the future. And that's something to look forward to. We have to be hopeful in this world because there's so many things that can distract us and make us see a negative side of things. But you always have to know that there's always hope. As long as there's life, there's hope. As long as there's life, there's love. And as long as there's love, there's hope. So just keep that in mind. And as I always tell you, if you have a dream, pursue that dream. Don't let anyone steer you in a direction other than where your dream is taking you. Because that's how you live your life. You live your life by living it, not dreaming it. Be good to yourself and always, always, always take care of you. God bless. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.